Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Hope Church. We are so glad you're here today. If you're visiting for the very first time at Hope Church, you picked a really good Sunday to be here because we're starting a brand new series called Battle. We're starting a brand new series called Battle. I'm so excited and expectant for what God is going to do and what he's going to share with us um, in, in this season. I love, love, love the words to those songs. I love the words to those songs. This is how I fight my battle. Before I get into the word today, there are a lot of you guys in here today that I've personally invited to the Warrior Conference. I've personally invited you to the Warrior Conference and I wanna make sure that you are going to the Warrior Conference and I wanna make sure that you sign up ASAP. So find a guy around you and say, hey, are you going to the Warrior Conference? Are you going, just, just find, are you going to the Warrior Conference? Are you going to the Warrior Conference? Yeah, you gotta make sure you're gonna go. Like if you're a lady, you're like, I just, I don't, I don't know if he wants to go. Like make him go. He needs to go, he needs to come and he needs to be around some dudes for a couple of days. and. It's in October. All the information is at hopewintergarden.com events. Click on Warrior Conference. And you need, to, you need to go to Warrior Conference. You guys need a couple of days just to be around some guys to spend time just learning and growing in God's word. And we would love to. We're going to have, we're gonna have fun, okay? Some of you guys have never even been to a, a men's conference. You've never, been to, you've never been out with a bunch of dudes for a couple of days. It is going to be so beneficial for you. So if you're not even sure if your husband wants to go, just register him, spend the money. Be like, you, you don't want to waste the money, do you? <laughs> you don't want to waste the money. We're going, to have a, we're going to have an incredible time, and I really want you to go with us. Hey, I want to give you a verse of Scripture that I want you to memorize this month. I want you to memorize this passage of Scripture this month. It's found in Psalms chapter 18, verse 39. The Bible says this, you have armed me with strength for the battle. Everybody say battle. You have armed me with the strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies underneath my feet. And I love that song. The Bible says that he's prepared a table for us right in front of our enemies. I mean, like, he set the table up right in front of our enemies. He's like, yo, try to touch my guy. Try to touch my brother. Try to touch my son. Try to touch my daughter. I've prepared. I've got eyes on this guy. And I want to encourage you today. Some of you guys are in this thing, this life we call a battle and you feel like you're being subdued, but the Bible tells it the enemy has been subdued under your feet. And so I want to encourage you, God has armed you for the battle. That's the good news today. The bad news is that we're in a battle. The good news is that you're armed for it. But we're going to spend the next six weeks talking about the armor that God has given you in order to go in the battle. Some of you guys in here today, or some of us don't know that we have armor that we're supposed to put on when we go to battle. And then some of us don't even, you may know that you may have armor, but some of you in here today, you may, even not, you may not even know how to use the armor. How many of you guys right now, if I gave you a handgun, you would not know what to do with it? Anybody in here today? You, you, yeah, you would. Yeah, I remember when I, got, I, first got my, I first got my handgun, and I realized the biggest problem with the handgun, the biggest problem with the handgun, Justin, was, is that I couldn't rack it. I mean, what a sissy, right? <clears throat> and I'm like, man, I just... I don't know if this is caliber Glock. I, like, I was so excited about this Glock, this 40 caliber Glock. I'm like, I can't even. And he's like, okay, help me get it was a, was a ladies had a rack. The, 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 the. And I'm like, yeah, this, Diana needs this. Diana needs this, you know. And, and I needed it, you know. And so he's like, you, you, you know, he showed it. I'm like, man. So I think there's someone today as Christians, you didn't even know that you had armor. You didn't even know that you had equipment. And maybe the equipment that you do have, you don't even know how to use it. 
I mean, so many Christians, they don't even know how to, one of the, one of the pieces that God's given us to fight the battle with is he's given us the word. I know so many people who don't even know how to operate God's word. Like, and it's a lot easier than the Glock 40, trust me, you know. He's like, let me show you how to assemble, let me show you how to assemble and disassemble real quick. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. If I take this gun apart, it ain't going back together, you know what I'm saying? So you don't, you have this armor you don't know about, and the armor you do know about, you maybe you don't know how to use. So I want to encourage you today, God has armed you with the strength for the battle. Here's what the, here's what the Apostle Paul tells. He's writing to a church much like ours. The Apostle Paul tells, he's writing to a new young church, a church in a region of area where people are moving into it every single day, much like this area. It's a coastal city. It's written to a group of people called, at Ephesus, and the book's written to the Ephesians. And the Bible says the final word. If Paul's going to drop the final word, you want to lean in. This uh, Diana's mom, Diana's grandparents, Diana's grandpa is in a, mem a memory care facility. Well, they're moving to this new facility, and they're moving the grandma in with him. And she's like, hey, I want you to come over, and I want you to get some stuff from the house. What do you go get from a house from people who lived in the 20s and 30s and 40s? Like, what's in there? So Tripp comes back. He's like, Dad, I got to show you what I got from Gigi Paw's house. I got to show you. And he's like, all right, what do you got? He comes back with, well, you know, every, every mom's nightmare. He comes back with this big old knife. <laughs> I'm not even sure he knows how to put it. I don't even know if he, if he opens it. I don't know if, he knows, if it's going back in, you, you know. And he comes back with this hat. I'm like, how old is that? He's like, I think it's like, he, he's 11. He's like, I think it's like from like 1800, you know. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, I love you, you know. <clears throat> he's, they're getting to the end of their age. But it's the final word you ought to lean in. The Apostle Paul goes, hey, a final word for you guys. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put, all, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. We're in a battle against the devil, in case you didn't know that. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. That sounds pretty scary, right? I remember when I first met Diana, I was like, hey, I'm going to be out of town. We, we got married, and, and we, we dated each other for almost four years, then we got married, and I'm going to go out of town, and she's like, before you go out of town, I need you to do me one favor. I need you to make sure that the batteries are good in the nightlight. I'm like, what? And she's like, if you're going to be gone, I need to make sure that the batteries are good in the nightlight. I'm like, babe, you're 20-something years old. You need the nightlight? She goes, I've used the nightlight my whole entire life. Not, not because I'm scared, but it's just because of habit. I'm like, are you scared, bro? <laughs> this, we're, in a, we're in a battle against powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And whether you have lights on or lights off, the enemy's after you. He's coming to get you. He's coming to get your kids. Come to get your marriage. He's coming to get you. He wants, he wants to take you out. It's what he wants to do. And this is what the Bible tells. So here's what God tells us, or here's what the Apostle Paul tells us. Through God through Apostle Paul says, therefore, put on every piece of, of God's armor so you'll be ready to resist the enemy in the time of the evil. Then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. That's so cool. He's like, we want to make sure that you're ready to go. Put on the whole armor of God. That way, when after the battle's over, you'll be standing firm after the battle. You're going to be able to, after the battle that you're in right now, after the, 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 the thing that you're going through that Diana's leading us into praying and asking God to take from us, when you get to the end of it, the Bible says you're going to have the power to stand firm if you put on the whole armor of God. But if you don't know what the whole armor of God is, you're going to be in trouble. So we're going to spend the next few weeks unpacking each week. We're going to talk about these different pieces of the armor. So here's what I need you to know today. The question is not this. The question is not do you want to battle. That's not the question today. That's not the, the question. Is not do you want about it? I'm always one. I'm preaching to you guys today. By the way, I'm trying to answer questions. I think that you're asking. The question is not do you want a battle. You don't really have a choice. You're in a battle, bro. 
you're in a battle, sister, sister. You're in a battle. Like, it's on. The clock has started. Uh, I play football. I don't have time for a lot of stories. I want to read a big chunk of scripture to you, but I play football. My dad said, son, you got to be ready out there. I said, dad, of course I am. Well, ready for me, I thought he's like, make sure your uniform looks good. Make sure the jersey looks good. My, my family taught, my mom and dad taught us that we, you, if you look sharp, you look good, you feel good. Like, I, those, that's kind of the, the culture that came. Like, you got to look sharp. He goes, man, when the, when the, son, when the, when the whistle blows, it's game time. And you don't stop until you hear the whistle blow again. Well, I was playing football, and you guys, I, the whistle blew, it was kickoff, and I was not paying attention, and I got my world rocked. And it was so funny. My dad's like, I told you. I got to, you know, every, any, every good parent says, I told you so. I don't care what you say. My guy in the car, my daddy's like, dude, you got rocked. I'm like, he didn't call me dude. He respected me more than that back then. But no, he's like, he said, son, you got rocked. I said, dad, it busted my chin up. I said, dad, this, it hurts so bad. Well, the funniest thing happened this week. I, I go pick Hope up. They go, a team gets canceled, Chris. This team gets canceled. They're supposed to play. So they go play TFA, which is a bigger, better school. And she's like, dad, I go pick her up. She's like, dad, I almost had a concussion. I said, what happened? She goes, I had, I, I had served and I, the, the girl had took the first, they, they hit it back over. The girl passed the ball, and as I was, or it was on their side, they, I served it over. The girl hit her, came out of nowhere. I don't know where the hitter came on, she says. And she hit that ball. I don't know where the hitter came out. It hit me in the face, and I was like, it, I'm dead. I, it's over. <laughs> and I said, I start laughing down. I'm like, I know exactly how you feel. Anybody ever told you they know exactly how you feel, but you know they have no, exact, they have no idea how you feel? But I did. I'm like, I know exactly how you felt when I was your age. And I was in 10th grade. I was like, when I was in 10th grade, like you, and we were having this great bonding moment. And they said they, the, the coach brought her to the sideline. And, you know, any good coach, or back in the day, they just send you right back in. But they're like, they're doing, you know, concussion protocol. They didn't care if you had percussion. Or you got um, concussions 20 years ago. They just like, you, you, if you got a concussion 20 years ago, your parents like, you deserved it. <laughs> I'm sure at some point in your life, you talked back, and that's what you get. <clears throat> now they're like, can you, they're like, she's like, they're asking me what school I went to. I know what school I went to, Dad. <laughs> the coach goes, hey, get back out there. I'm sure she was thinking, I don't know. She's like, these girls were so tall, Dad. They, she goes, Dad, they were all six foot tall. She was like describing the, you know, David and Goliath. She's like, they were all big, and they all hit hard, and they all, like, they were just like a machine. But you, here's the reality. It's not the question. The question that we're asking today is not do you want to battle. The question is are you ready to battle? I wasn't ready to battle. Hope wasn't ready for that ball to hit in the face. You're not going to be ready for what the enemy throws your way, but you, unless you get ready, then you're not going to be ready. I've said this a thousand times. you got to get in a community group before you need a community group. You want to get community before you're in a position where you're like, dang, i got to find some community. I mean, so many people, Pastor Wes, i got to get in a group. And I'm like, you're going through a tough time, aren't you? Yeah. I said, I've been telling you to get in a group for like four years, but it's never, it's never too late. Like, hop in one. Like, get community before you, before you absolutely need it. It's like the same example, like get a savings account before you lose your job. Because when you're going to lose your job, you're going to need to fall back on your savings account. Don't maximize, don't overspend. Get ready in case an 08 happens, in case the 2019 happens, in case you're, in case something happens, in case you're, for me your, your freezer goes out or your, you get a, you know, your, your belt in your car goes out or your brakes go out. Like you want to get ready before the thing happens. You got to get ready for the battle that we're in. I believe there's a passage in Scripture that illustrates this pretty, pretty good. First Samuel chapter 14, verse 1. One day Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come on. Come on. If it ever starts with come on, it's not going to be good. <laughs> he says, come on. Let's go over there where those Philistines have, have their outposts. 
But Jonathan did not tell his father what he was doing. Come on, you should tell your mom and dad everything. He says, let's go over there where those pagans are at. Meanwhile, Saul and his 600 men were camped on the outskirts of Gibeah around the pomegranate tree of Migron. Among Saul's men was Ahijah the priest who was wearing the ephod, the priestly vest. Ahijah was the son of Ichabod's brother Ahitub, son of Phinehas and Ferb, son of Eli, the priest of the Lord who had served at Shiloh. I could be honest with you today. I'm going to give you a little preacher. A preacher. <laughs> that was funny. I'm going to give you a little preacher tip. I think most pastors don't preach out of the Old Testament because it's hard to pronounce the names. <laughs> so we, we can pronounce Jesus, you know. <laughs> so I, that's where we're at tonight and this morning. Uh, we've been here in the Old Testament a lot the last few weeks. But So we have, we have Jonathan, his arm bearer. They're going to go over there. They're going to fight some dudes by themselves. Meanwhile, over here, they're prepared up. The guy's praying, and there's 600 dudes. They're, they're prepared to battle. It looks like the other two guys are not prepared to battle. No one realized this isn't good. No one realized that Jonathan had left the Israelite camp. To teach the Philistines, to reach the Philistines' outpost, Jonathan had to go down between the two rocky cliffs that were called Bozes and Senna. The cliff on the north was in front of Michmash, and the one on the south was in front of Geba. Let's go across the outpost of those pagans, Jonathan said to the armor bearer. Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle, whether he has many warriors or only a few. Do you like the confidence of Jonathan? He's like, we're going to go out there and fight that battle. It's just me and you. We're going to leave all the troops. We're going to leave 600 dudes. We're going to leave the prayer warriors. And we're going to go out there and fight that battle, just you and I. We're going to go show these pagans who's boss. I mean, the confidence in the Psalms verse that we read just a few moments ago, he was ready to go. Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has warriors or only if you want to encourage you to say that God can win your battle for you. Verse 7, I love the armor bearer. He goes, well, do what you think is best, the armor bearer said. I'm with you completely, whatever you decide. I wonder today if you could say that about your life with God. What a power. I wonder if you could say in, in the scripture, when you read this, I wonder if you could say, you know what, whatever God wants, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to do exactly, I'm going to go exactly where I got to go. I'm going to do exactly what I need to. Whatever God tells me to do, I'm going to do that. All right, then Jonathan told him, we will cross over there and let them see us. If they say to us, stay where you are or we'll kill you, then we'll stop and not go up there. But if they say, come up here and fight, then we will go up. Then will the Lord's sign, I'm sorry, that will be the Lord's sign that will help us defeat them. What a cool story, right? It gets better. Verse 11 says this, when the Philistines saw them coming, they shouted, look, the Hebrews are crawling out of their holes. Now, you know the Philistines, they had the Goliath. They had the really, 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 really big dude. That's who they had. And so these guys are big, they're strong, they're tough. And, and Jonathan's going, let's go pick a fight with these guys. And they go, here they come. Look at them over there. They're coming out of their holes. They're talking trash. About, they're coming out of their holes about God's people. Looking down on them. You know, to be a Christian, by the way, in our culture today, did you know this? It's weird. It's weird to be a Christian. God gave me this word the other day. I was with one of my pastor friends, and I, I said to him that weird is right. Most of the time, weird is probably going to be right. If, it, if you're fitting in with culture, and you're doing exactly what culture's doing, then that, that's not good. It should be, it should be, you should be uncomfortable around certain things, certain people. 
So he says here in this passage of scripture, they, they're like, hey, if they say, come on, we'll go. If they say, no, we won't. Verse 11 says, little sorry suckers coming. Then the men from the outpost shouted to Jonathan, come on up here and we'll teach you a lesson. Come on, come on, climb right behind me, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, for the Lord will help us defeat them. That's a word for someone to say before you read the next few verses. I want to let you know today that the enemy's coming after you, but the Lord's going to defeat them. The Lord's going to take them out. The Lord's going to fight the battle for you. You're going to have an opportunity. You're going to be able to overcome. You're going to be able to persevere. You're going to be able to persevere because God's going to go before you. Come on, he says. Verse 13 says this. So they climbed up using both hands and feet, and the Philistines fell before Jonathan, and his armor bearer killed those who came behind them. Like, we're going to go up there and we're going to handle business. And you'll see in this passage of Scripture, there's a lot of dudes there and there's only two guys there, but they all fall down. So let's just know that God will fight your battle for you. God will take out the enemy. God will take out the enemy for you. They fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer, killed those who came behind them. The Bible says right here in verse 14, they killed some 20 men in all. Two guys. Two guys killed 20 people. Don't tell me there's not a God. And their bodies were scattered over about a half of an acre. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Like two guys walk in and they're like, we're going to go with God. We're going to take our chances with God. I don't know how many gamblers are in the room here today. How many of you guys play poker? You play cards. I don't because I'm a Christian. But the point is, <clears throat> it's a joke. He basically says here, we're going to go all in. I don't play poker, not because I'm Christian, it's because I've got ADHD. I get too distracted. It plays too slow for me. Blackjack's about all I got. I'm like trying to figure out the math, you know, and some of you are like, you know what, I, when I do gamble, I, I tithe, Pastor. And I always tell you, if it's illegal, you got to give 30%. If it's illegal, you got to give 30%. It's just part of the deal. God will redeem it somehow. It's in the Bible somewhere. <clears throat> They killed 20 guys. Two guys killed 20 guys. And I love about our, what I love about our God is that he always gets better. He doesn't stop. I would like to tell you that's pretty cool. We could stand up and I could shout that down. We could say, man, praise God. Look what God did. He took out two, but verse 15 comes along. And verse 15 says this suddenly. <laughs> when God, by the way, anything can happen with God in a moment. If he can raise some people from the dead in three days, himself from three days, and he can raise his, Jairus' daughter in a moment, and he can raise Lazarus, then suddenly, a lot can happen suddenly. Panic broke out in the Philistine army, both in the camp and in the field, including even the outpost and the raiding parties. And just then, an earthquake struck, and everyone was terrified. Come on. That's exciting to me, that we got a God who's willing to slay all the giants. Did you know this, by the way? David, the Bible tells us that David took out Goliath. But did you know this about Goliath? We don't talk a lot about Goliath. We talk, but did you know this about Goliath? A lot about David. And some of you guys, you've been coming to this church for seven years. And so you only got a lot of parts of a lot of the Bible stories. Because I get excited and then I stop there. But Goliath had brothers. And David went out there and slayed, slayed Goliath. And none of the Bible doesn't record that the brothers came running. Goliath took out one of those brothers. He was like, well, if one little dude can take out Goliath, I, have, I want nothing to do with the God of, their, of, of, of the children of Israel. I don't want nothing to do with that. And I see you to know today, if God can use two guys to take out 20, hundreds of guys die. We, we're not going to read the rest of it, but hundreds of guys die right then with the power of our God. 
And I just believe today that Jonathan was ready to battle, but I, just, I want to make sure you're ready to battle. I, I, I'll be honest with you today, that I don't think that God's called this to be a spectator sport. Christianity is not a spectator sport. You know there's a difference between a fan and a follower? I can tell you I'm a, I'm a, Florida, I'm a Florida fan. I'm just, I'm just a Florida fan. I don't follow them a lot. I mean, I, I, that's the team I do follow. When I woke up this morning, I started speaking in tongues right there in my bed. I was so excited they pulled off that win last night. I was so excited. I'm like, praise God, there is a God. He is Jireh. I'm like Yahweh, you know. If I would have read my old, I could have read the whole entire test, Old Testament this morning. And I would have read every name right because I was so excited that they won. There's fans, there's followers, and then there are, there are gators. That's a whole other level. Mike's here today. Mike undergrad and postgrad there he's a gator there, there's there, he went there all the i mean that's it's through and through i went there my dad took me to my first florida game when i was four or five years old with a guy named uh west brumback i was five years old and from some time i was five years old i've been a florida gator fan just a fan maybe i followed him but i'm never going to be a gator as god tells me to go back and get more schooling but the reality is i'm not but he has multiple degrees He's, some of you guys are, some of you guys, you follow the UCF Knights. Some of you guys, you are a knight. Because it's just, it's, it's where you went. It's in who you are. These guys just believe that God could do all that he said. We're going to go up there, we're going to pick a fight, and we're going to win. We're just going to win. We're going to do the clear ready that we're going to win. And we're going to go. Because they knew who was going with them. They were true followers of Jesus Christ. They weren't fans. They weren't followers. They were, it was all, they were in it. Like they were, they things they I think would help you. And they're this, God's calling you to stand for him. This passage of scripture says in Ephesians, in here, he goes, if you will go to battle with God and you put on your whole armor, at the very end, you'll be able to stand for him. Jonathan and his armor bearer. Can I be honest with you today? If I'm gonna go to battle, I'm not taking my armor bearer. His job is to, to bear the armor. He wasn't a really, really strong fighter. He was just the guy that carried the shield and the sword and the helmet. He was the guy that carried the stuff. That's not who you want to go to battle with. Unless weird is right. Unless doing things God's way, God's way is different and works. Two guys against 20 and against hundreds it's not the right way to do it. It's weird. But in past scripture, weird becomes right. And you fighting your battles, it makes sense for you to, I'm going to call them. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to call them. And as a young kid, I don't know what parents teach their kids today. I have no idea. Because I realize what I'm watching on social and what I watch in environments, it's not the same thing that my parents taught me. My parents taught me that the high road is high. You got to take the high road. There are times when I want to fight my own battles. So I got friends, I'm like, hey, you need it. This is what you need to do. This is what I would do if I were you. And I'm like, I'm just trying really hard to lean on God and let God fight this battle. Because I, I want to get to the end of it. I want, I want to be standing firm. I want to let, encourage you that God's calling you to stand for him. Here's the second thing. God is calling you to stand for him. And he's calling you to stand with him. My Bible says that he wants you to stand for him. And the only way to stand for him is to know what he stands for. Him. And the only way to stand for him. If you don't know the word, then I, I get, that's probably it. The reason why most people aren't standing for God because they don't know what he stands for. I'm sorry. 
And it's so confusing. And people are like, I don't even know if I want to be a follower because it doesn't look like they're standing for much. It's like the goal in our world today is to be a good human being. I'm like, I don't see that in here. I don't see nailed at being a good human being, but that's like the win in our culture today. This Bible says that God's called us to stand, to stand for him, but if we don't know what he stands for, then we're not gonna stand for him. And secondly, he's, he wants us to stand with him. I'm so glad, I'm so glad that the Bible says that God is a, he's a paraclete. He, he, he comes just right beside us. God's coming, he wants to come right beside you and go with us, the Holy Spirit, the comforter. He wants to walk right there with you, just hip and hip, side by side. We go downtown Orlando, city game, basketball game. Get, game gets out. You go in the daytime, lots of people. We leave early because of bedtime. Not for my kids, but for me. <laughs> but when we go to leave at nighttime, my sons, my daughters, they'll hold my hand down there. They're like, dude, I'm going I'm, to be right there with dad. It's dark and scary out here. I think we're, we should be the same way. I think we, we're, in, we're in dark and we, we go through seasons of dark and scary times. Maybe you're in one right now. And God's going, man, if you, I'll, just, I'll stand with you. I'll just stand, I'll be right there just. We haven't even gotten to the armors yet. This series is already good enough because God's saying, I'm going to be right there with you. I want to remind you of our memory verse this week. I feel like we're at school. Psalms 18, verse 39. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You're gonna, there are some of you guys here tell already, it's already, already know it. You're going to memorize this before tomorrow. I already know you are because you need, you need this. I need this. Pastor Joey said to me, one of our overseers, dude, the Armor of God series is one of our best series I've ever done in our church. And I'm going, dang, we got it. We got it. We need that. I'm like, what is it? What's the Armor of God? Open up my Bible and yeah, we need that. We need some armor. We need some, we need some Christians that are ready for battle. We've said it since, for, since last year. This church is not a cruise ship. This church is a battleship. Some of you guys need to memorize. You have army with strength for the battle. You've subdued my enemies under my feet. Can we stand to our feet all across the way? Can we bow our head and can we close our eyes? Before we even sing these songs, can we make a commitment right where you're at? Heads bowed, eyes closed. Would you start telling God, God, I'm going to fight this. I, I'm going to get to the end of this series. I'm going I'm, I'm to get to the end of this series, God, and I'm going to be ready to take out whatever tries to take me out. I, God, I'm going I'm to start standing for you today, God. I'm going to make a commitment out of the gate. God, you stood for me, so I know I can stand for you. God, you're right there with me. So, God, I'm going to do whatever I can do to be right there with you. Just have an, have an altar call right where you're at. Just tell them, say, God, I want to I wanna stand with you, God, and I want to stand for you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.